Hey now, this is Jason Acorn with The Boneyard, and you are listening to Jason on the Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas, to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Killin' Sticks Arrows are for the serious hunter, a company that understands the needs of the outdoorsman and provides five different styles of carbon fiber arrows, ranging from hunting to tournament arrows. If you want premium carbon fiber arrows, go to Killin' Sticks, K-I-L-L-N-S-T-I-X dot com to review their carbon arrows. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason show, use promo code OUTDOORS to get 10% off your first order. Killin' Sticks, where the blood trail begins. Welcome to this episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Today we're doing something a little bit different and I've gone across the ocean to South Africa where I'm going to be speaking with Tully Jordan of Tully's African Safaris. Tully, welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it a lot. Well, thank you for being here. Tully has a African safari outfitting company out of South Africa uh, with also some concessions in Zimbabwe. And Tully, could you tell the listeners about Tully's African safaris, the history of it, and your ability to take care of the hunters that are coming from around the world? Yes, it will be my pleasure. Uh, we started up, I went to school here in South Africa, and I came to the farm in 1986. When I came to the farm and, and joined my father, we are the first generation, I'm the first generation on the properties. The properties has been in our family since the early 1800s. Uh, actually, the first Jordan arrived in South Africa in 1781 uh, with the French Huguenots. So that's, that's our history side. Then in 1986, when I got to the farm, I asked my father if I can start a hunting business because at that stage we've been hunting a lot of animals like springbuck, impala and mountain reedbuck and my dad will just give them away to some people and some of his friends and stuff. So I actually started the hunting side of the business in 1986. At, at that stage our clients were corporate clients of big companies and they will bring their clients and we will entertain them and they will come and uh, we'll do a driven hunt and uh, do just to bring the numbers of the animals down. So we went on with, we call that a bulldog hunt or a, a, yeah, we call it in South Africa a bulldog hunt where we, we keep the numbers down. And we did that up until about 1994. And then in 94, we had a change of government. And when we had that change of government, the whole world actually opened to us. And then in 1995 was the first time that I went over to the States to go and market at Safari Club International, uh, the trade show that they had there. In, I think at first year it was in Reno, Nevada. Since 1995, uh, we've been blessed uh, to go overseas every year to go and market. We are at the moment marketing in Europe and in the U.S. and all over the world. So our clients come from all over the world. And that's how we actually, we started with meat hunting and then it evolved and it became uh, a trophy hunting. So that's where we started and how we started. When I got to the farm, we had like five 
different species of animals. That was in 1986. And we are sheep farmers. So as the hunting grew and as we made money out of the hunting, every time the money I had, I invested that money back into uh, another species, into conservation. And at the moment, I think on the farm there is about 26 different species that's on the farm at the moment. So that's how it works. If we made money, we invested it back into conservation. So that's that's about, in, in a nutshell, uh, our history at uh, Tolis African Safaris. When a person approaches you at a booth at Safari Club International or any of these, and they've maybe never come to Africa before, and they're nervous... How is it that Tully's is best able to take care of them from the moment they land in Johannesburg or whichever airport they come into? I'm guessing you guys pick them up there and then cater to them for their 7, 10, 14-day hunt, whatever period they're there for. Yes, absolutely. You see, what what was great over the years, we've also changed our business uh, because we want to make it as easy as possible for the client. So when we meet the client overseas, most of the time they will pay us a deposit. And that's actually when your hunt starts, is when the planning starts. It's not just seven days or ten days that you're on safari that it's the hunt. It's the planning of that as well. And in that in that planning session, the people will go and they will start studying the animals. And with the internet nowadays and small little apps like a WhatsApp app, uh, we communicate with the people the whole time. We organize their flights for them. We organize everything for them. And then they will come, they will fly into Johannesburg. Then they'll take another flight that will go down to Port Elizabeth. And we pick them up in Port Elizabeth. And then from Port Elizabeth out to the concession area is about two hours drive so we will pick them up there and go to camp then they will stay with us for the uh, length period of the of the safari our lodging is absolutely five star so uh, we believe in families and in and and we've created this family atmosphere where we are because we believe that we need to get young people and juniors involved in the outdoors there is such a lot of people that hasn't got that experience and that's why we are so family orientated and and catering for families so people will come then and have their safari with us and then after their safari we've got a taxidermy business on the property then normally we take care of of that it goes to the taxidermy we do all the permits and then we export the final product to the client and deliver it at at their door so i always say to clients that police african safaris is a one-stop shop because you get everything we start your safaris we plan it with you and then we ended up by delivering the trophies to your door that's fantastic so they can choose to either use your taxidermy business to do a dip and pack and ship them stateside or wherever or they can actually look at finished product right there at the property and see how their mounts would look and then have the finished mounts delivered right to them Absolutely. We take them through the shop and we show them exactly every step, uh, how they do, how we do it, so that when they get their product, they know what they're going to get. They know what to expect. And then 99% of the time, people decide to do their work with us. There are some of the people that has got their own favorite people and their own taxidermist in states or wherever they are that they are used to, then we will definitely dip and pack them. And we believe that the skins are one of the most important end products 
product of the safari. So we actually really go out there and see that the client do get a proper skin that is looked after. You know, safari, at the end of the safari, you've got your memories and your photos and then your trophy that hangs on the wall. And it creates that story. And that's what it's about. It's not killing. It's that story and putting back into conservation. I believe that hunting is the best conservation tool that you can get. I mean, that is been proved here at all these African safaris that when we started there was only five species now there's 26 different species and it's because of hunting nothing else as soon as you put a value on the animal the animal becomes valuable and when that animal is valuable people tend to look after that animal so a lot of people say but it's it you you cruel to do this and cruel to do this. they don't understand the business they don't have the knowledge of what it's about it is actually not killing the animal it is protecting the animal there is species like the bonte bug that would have been extinct if it wasn't for hunting nowadays there's plenty of bonte bug and on all these african safaris there's bonte bug roaming around in, uh, on, on the outside no hunting is a wonderful wonderful tool for conservation and when somebody comes to Tully's, which is in the eastern part of south africa what size property are they going to be hunting on the properties that we hunt on is a large, a large area. It totals up to about 200,000 acres. Uh, we've got conservation in, in our area that we've got contracts with our neighbors and people around us. So I will say around the lodge, we hunt about two hours drive around the lodge. We live in a beautiful, picturesque area up in the mountains. And in these mountains, the animals roam free. So we hunt and we try and get the best quality trophy for that client. So that client don't hunt in a small enclosed area. They hunt on a huge, huge area. And it totals up to about 200,000 acres. So that person that wants to come over there and chase buffalo or lion, they're going to be roaming quite a lot of distance to find that exact trophy that they're really hoping to take. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. So when we look at the packages that a person can choose from as they start to plan, you'll provide lodging, guide, transportation, the meals, and then outside you've got some pre-built planes game and, and dangerous game packages. But really the person can add in any type of trophy they see, whether it be a trophy of opportunity that they happen to come across or that specific animal that they've been wanting to take for a very long time. You guys can help them achieve that. Yes, sir. See what? Why we put the packages together is the animals that is abundant in this area, and that is we've lowered that price, and people will come and they will buy a specific package. And most of the time, the packages are for first-time hunters, hunters that hasn't been to Africa before, because that is what we call the common animals in in the area. But then you get your real special animals that are trophy collectors, and they want to go after the blue diker or the Cape Grey back or real real specific animals and they can do those animals on a normal daily rate animal trophy type of deal let's talk about the packages people will hunt the packages and in their package will be four or five animals but while they hunt this package or while they hunt this animal there's another animal that they see and that they jump up and this guy will say listen i'm interested in that then he only pays the trophy fees on this that specific trophy that he has and it happens a lot 
that you are busy hunting a specific animal and then you see another total different animal that you didn't plan to hunt, but it's this huge monstrous trophy and you take that opportunity. That's just the way it works in this area. I've been to Africa one time to Zimbabwe, didn't set out to take a clip springer and we happened to come across an extremely nice one and they were all like, there you go, there you go, that one. And so I ended up coming home with a clip springer as well, which was nowhere even on my radar list, but what a neat animal. Oh, yes. Do you you know that a clip springer is one of the only animals that hasn't got hair on it? It's quills. It's, it's, it's hollow on the inside to keep it cool because it doesn't really drink a lot of water. And it, and it gets its water from the leaves. So the clipspringer has got that suckles where, where they can run up on top of the rocks. And then they've got this hair that stands up. And it's, it is absolutely a fantastic trophy that you took there. And rare. And rare. That's, it's a very rare as well. I was really happy with it. Now, speaking of rare, a person can come into Tully's African Safaris and you actually have the opportunity for them to dart rhino. Yes, yes. That's a, with, What we do with the rhino is, you know, nowadays the, the rhino poaching is so bad in South Africa. And if they don't legalize the rhino horn trade, and that's my opinion, it's not to say that it's somebody else's opinion, that's my opinion. As soon as they don't legalize that, the rhino is going to be extinct one of these days because of poaching. So what we do with the rhino is we'll go out there and we will dart a rhino, but we will have a vet available and the vet it will take blood samples and check and see if the rhino is healthy. And it's at a, it's like at a tenth of a price of killing a rhino. And it's wonderful because you put that money back into conservation again. Well, and then once you do that, the vet does all the veterinary work on the rhino. The person can get measurements of it, pictures with the rhino, and then have a reproduction made in your taxidermy shop. Yes, sir. That's, that's exactly right. We'll take pictures and take measurements, and then we'll make a, a replica exactly like that. And the replica is so good, you know, that the rhinos don't really have a lot of hair on it. And the replica looks like the real thing. If it hangs out there, you don't even know it's not the real rhino. So that person decides they're talking to you at the SCI show. There may be a little questioning on coming to Africa, but as they get more comfortable with the idea, I remember when I went, my only thing request was that I just wanted to be able to have a hot shower. Well, you've taken accommodations yeah. and, and kicked them way up. Those Your accommodations are way beyond a hot shower. Yes. No, definitely. No, we, we, are, we are there to, to spoil the woman because we are looking for families. That is our main market, is having families with us. My motto, since we started the business in 95, I know that the competition in South Africa is fierce, and I wanted to be different than other people. So I had a look and said, what? how can I be different than other people? That's how we decided that we want to market to the families and we want the juniors involved and we want the women involved and then we decided okay the only way that we can get the woman to africa is that they will know that they will have a five-star lodge so we went and built five-star lodges so they don't have a hot shower they will have a, a five-star lodge with a spa there's a spa on, on the property in itself so they can either go on safari the day with with their husband or they can hunt with him or they can go to the spa but we also offer to the woman is that we've got day trips we've got girl in camp that take the woman on different day trips 
So they get entertained while they are in camp. So while the husband and the kids will hunt, and let's say she's not a hunter at all, but she wants to see Africa and she wants to have the the cultural, and then we will take her on that. There is different day trips that she can go on. So they are not bored once when they are with Tolly's African safaris. I'm just looking at the different opportunities. So between day trips, the spa, everybody's going to be well taken care of spending time there. Absolutely. That's our motto. There is not one client that will leave here that is not happy. We will go out of our way to keep them happy and to have them tell us. And there is a lot of them that has wrote us back and told us that it was the best time we have ever had in our lives. Best vacation. That is our motto. They will come as a client, but when they leave, we became friends. And to us, it's a hobby. It's not a job. It's not a work. It's a hobby. And that's why we do it, because we love it. Now, you come stateside to do three shows, four shows? We're going to do four shows while we're in the States, yes. First show will be in in Vegas next week. That show will be the the sheep show. And then the second show is also in Vegas just a week after that, the Safari Club International show. Then from there, we go to uh, Salt Lake City where we will have the Western Outdoor, Western Hunting Outdoor. And then we go to Mexico in Monterey as well for a show there. So that will be our four shows that we will do this year. So anybody that's going to be at those shows can easily stop by your booth, get to meet you, start to get an idea of what they're looking at, start to do the, the literally the, the planning of what their safari is, is going to entail. Absolutely. It'll be our pleasure. Our whole team will be there. It will be my wife, my son, Peter, our taxidermist, uh, Tian, and then myself. That will be at the shows. Oh, that'll be a, a good trip for all of you. And if you're not attending those shows, you can also reach out to Tully and his crew at their website, which is huntingafrica.website or via Facebook or Instagram. And I'll have links to all of these in the show notes. So somebody can come in to you. They've got just a, a number of species from the Nyala to the Sable to the Kudu, Leshwe, Impala, zebra pretty much any package you want to put together any opportunity or trophy that you come across and then you also cater to the folks that are looking for the the dangerous game the big five can you talk a little bit about that Yes, sir, we do. Uh, on, on the property, one of our most popular species on the property is buffalo. Uh, buffalo is always a species that has got huge challenges because they are so clever animals. So we actually do all of the dangerous five, where the rhino we do, yeah, and then the lion and the leopard and the elephant we do in, in uh, areas outside of South Africa that we've got a conservation areas that we go to. In Zimbabwe, uh, we do some leopards and elephants. So, yes, we can definitely organize anything that a client wants. So the buffalo is, are one of the most iconic animals that a hunter will go into Africa. And do you find that that's usually the first of the dangerous game that people try to take? Yes, they do. You know, in the beginning, the buffaloes were just too expensive. But the prices has came down such a lot that it's affordable for anybody to go and shoot a buffalo nowadays. And no, definitely, they are the most popular uh, of the big five. And the most animal that's been shot by the big five is definitely the buffalo, yes. So a person comes into South Africa, is it minimum 375 Ruger or an H&H is the minimum caliber to use on the buffalo, correct? 
Any of the big five, yes, the minimum is a T75. On the cat, most of the time, although they soft skin animals, you want to, to use a big gun. So we always say that the minimum is a T75. And uh, it depends on the client, what the client prefers. But 375 and up is, is a good rifle for, for the uh, dangerous animals. So they can bring a 375 or higher in as well as something like a 30-odd 6 for planes game or, or even use the 375, I guess, for planes game as well? There are some of the clients that do, but most of the clients will use a smaller rifle like a, a 270 or a 30-odd 6 or a very good caliber is the 300 Winback for most of the planes game. So that that is the caliber that I always prefer, but anybody, I always say to clients when they ask me what caliber they need to bring is, I actually disappoint them and I tell them, listen, I know you want to go and buy a new rifle for the, your <laughs> African trip, but it's not necessary. You don't have to do that. What you actually need to do is you need to go and stand in front of your safe and you need to take out the most beat up gun that you've got in that safe and bring that to Africa. And then they all look at me like this and they ask, why, why, why will you do that? I'll say, because that is the gun that you are the most comfortable with. That is the gun that you will use every day when you go hunting in the States. And that is the gun that you need in Africa because bullet placement is a lot more important than your caliber. So that that's my advice to them. And normally people do that. They bring their favorite guns to Africa. I've watched videos where I've seen everything from, like you said, a 270 up to a 30-odd six used on planes game. Well, the 300. So they've all worked fabulous. It's just getting some range time before you get to Africa. Yes, some range time is very important. And what people don't do, and that is important, is they need to, when they when they practice, they need to practice off hunting uh, sticks or shooting sticks because that is something that we use a lot because our hunting that we do is not off a vehicle we will drive around our area is just too big we'll drive around and we will spot an animal then we will walk and stalk that animal and when we walk and stalk that animal we use a lot of times we use shooting sticks so it's important that at your range where you where you do your exercise or your practice that you do a little bit of of, of walking so that you're out of breath and then you shoot over your shooting sticks because that is imitating what the real thing what's going to happen and as soon as you're good on shooting sticks you will never be disappointed in africa because then you will 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 get your animal every time that is true and uh, many folks here in the states are starting to use shooting sticks and there's a number of different options that are available from you know the tripod to the the monopod and it's becoming a more common item here and i can tell you from personal experience once you get over there and, and you start to use them you don't want to go any other way it, you know you don't even want to attempt an offhand shot the shooting sticks is the way to go absolutely absolutely i agree with you well, when we get in to look at these different packages you put together, what can they expect to see out once we leave outside of Tully's and you take them to Port Elizabeth or to, can they get to Kruger National Park? What's the culture like that people are going to? Do they need to be nervous or is it is it really going to be a welcoming environment for everybody? It is such a, uh, people 
don't think about Africa as a peaceful country. But when they are here, everywhere you go, people are friendly, people accept them, and the people really enjoy that because of the culture that is there. Our African people are very, very friendly people. So wherever they go, it is safe, and it is just like anywhere in the world. In a big city, you get places that is not safe and places that is just where you where you feel like, okay, this is fantastic. And that is the way it is in Africa. The same thing. There are places in the big cities that I will be afraid to be there. But where we are out here, or if you go to Kruger or the places that we will take you, it's absolutely 100% safe. And people will, will feel that warmth and that friendliness of the African people. Great. And that's what I, I really wanted to try and get across to folks is you don't have to be afraid. It's no different than if you're going through any major city in the United States. You're going to come across a number of different people. But overall, my whole experience traveling through South Africa and Zimbabwe was absolutely just fantastic people. I agree with you 100% on that. Your website is very detailed and there's a lot of information that I want people to go out from videos to links to your Facebook and Instagram page. Tell me, what is, when they get on there, when they start looking at the opportunities and the frequently asked questions, you guys are really just an email away. You know, what, what, is, what is so wonderful nowadays that the technology in the world has improved such a lot. You said that we only are email away, and that's absolutely true. It feels like Africa is a long way off, but Africa is right there. I mean, with the new technology and the, and the videos and the emails and the Internet, I mean, it is only a few hours away because we are, we, we are a little bit of a different hours than what you are. I think there's about seven hours difference. The, the communication is so easy. Like I said in the beginning, we use a lot of times, we use an app by the name of WhatsApp. And with WhatsApp, you can communicate for hours with people in the States and it feels like they are right here, right next door. So it's very, very easy to do that. And that's why we, we try and give the people the best experience on our website so that they can see what it's about and that they can get that feeling of, I can do this. This is not difficult. This is easy to do this. Yes, the website is so detailed and you'll be able to get in there, maneuver around, see the animals, see the lodging, see the location, see videos. It's just really one of the easiest websites to navigate. The videos are fantastic. One of the things I want to end up, Tully, is get ready to come stateside. A lot of people talk about coming to Africa and they, they dread that plane flight. My personal experience flying on South African air was that, yes, it's a long flight, but that airline absolutely takes phenomenal care of you. And could you speak to anybody that's nervous about that flight? It's really not that bad. You know, I've done that 26 times, <laughs> going over to the States. So I think I'm experienced on that one. I always tell the clients, listen, it is so easy. When you get onto that plane, the people will carry you on their hands. They are so good at that. And you feel comfortable and you, you sit there in the plane. You, they, they service you with everything that you need, food, wine, uh, drinks, and then you watch a movie or two and take a sleeping pill. And when you wake up, you're in Africa. So I always say to go to Africa is not that long. It just seems long, but it's only two movies and a sleeping pill and you're in Africa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's not that bad. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to encourage listeners, whether you're in the United States, Canada, Mexico, or anywhere in Europe, Asia, reach out, go to huntingafrica.website, contact Tully and his crew. If you're in the United States and going to be at SCI or any of the shows that were listed, go up and introduce yourselves. You will not be disappointed from the species you take to the exportation to the lodging. It's just phenomenal. Go over there and let Tully and his crew take good care of you all. Thank you very much, Jason. I appreciate it a lot. We are looking forward to our trip in the States. And it's always, like I said uh, in our conversation, to us, it's not a job. It is an absolute hobby. And it's always nice to go to the States and meet up with our old clients that that are not clients anymore that became our deep friends and friends forever, uh, lifelong friends, as I call it. And that's what this, this hunting and this safari business is about, is making friends all over the world. Uh, what a wonderful way to live is to live your passion. I believe that God gave us this life on earth to live our passion. And that's what we try and do up at Tolis African Safaris. Well, it was a pleasure getting to speak with you. Uh, I'm... I'm just in awe with the, again, with the website. And I think it's going to be time to start to really think about planning another trip back in the next few years. You know, I, I appreciate the time and I know it's getting to be about your dinner time over there in South Africa. So you enjoy the remainder of your summer and you guys have a safe flight over here. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thank you very much. Sir. I appreciate it a lot. And thank you for inviting us to be uh, on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. You take care, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks. Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed. And hear those turkeys gobble. It's ringing in my head. The winter rise bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors round here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake, flipping jigs in Carolina rigs, from early morning till real late. Bonfires on Creek Bank, kick back a couple beers. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we 
So grab your guns and shells, boys Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors